I claim this planet in the name of the Earth. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. So we're here in um, the media workroom, live from day three. Day three. Day three of Summer League. It's me, Wes Goldberg, Chris Barnwell to my left, Zach Oliver to my right, and we're going to be recording a podcast to be named later on um, something happened today, I forgot. Oh, the no, Kevin Durant thing. Right. No, no, no. I thought it was Harrison Barnes going to Dallas. Oh, Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Barnes going, going to Dallas. Dallas. Andrew Bogut linked to getting traded to Dallas, which by, I might have just dated this podcast to the point where it's no longer relevant. And all the ramifications that have to do with Kevin Durant announcing that he's going to sign with the Golden State Warriors on the Players' Tribune. Um, so we're here to just do an immediate reaction on that. First of all, this and we, sucks. We might have guest appearances yeah. from the ice cream machine in the media workroom. Random people coming in and out. It's going to be exciting. So, I don't, know, I don't know about you guys, but my first immediate reaction was, okay, the Warriors are unbeatable, but also... They're going to win 80 games. Like, they could win 82 games. As long as Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, as long as Draymond Green doesn't kick a dude in the nuts and get suspended, they should, be, they should go undefeated. How do you think Steven Adams feels about this? I put, my, I put my body on the line for you, Kevin Durant, and you want to go to state. <laughs> my nuts will never forgive you. I think um, the, the bigger question is, what, what do the Thunder do now? Let Westbrook shoot 100 times a game. Just entertainment purposes. I do wonder if they're going to trade Westbrook. And if they'll trade him now. I think they wait till the deadline, see where they're at. If they're, okay, if they're so in if position they... to make the playoffs, then you... Here's the thing. The know. Oladipo trade looks even better for them now because... Does they it have, I know you don't really like Oladipo all that much, but like for a, they got a young guy who has potential to grow... It, rather than an aging Sergei Ibaka. Like, so if Westbrook does leave, they're not going to have to, they're not starting from square one. They have something there. They have That's Cameron Payne, who's played pretty well here at Summer League. So yeah. I think they're going to have a nice young group to at least move forward with. That was kind of my reading on the Old Depot trade. I thought it was a good trade for the Thunder because if Durant stays, you have a guy that could be the primary wing defender on that team, give Durant a break, guarding the best perimeter guy on the other team. And if he leaves... You're still you're still adding pieces that are young, and you can kind of develop into something. So yeah, I, I like the old depot trade now. If the hypothetically, if the Thunder get if somebody calls the Thunder, if like the Boston Celtics call the Thunder and say we'll give you the Brooklyn Nets pick, didn't they just didn't they just use the Brooklyn Nets pick or they, they still have the next have like one? Sixteen. <laughs> they still have the next one. Go go, Billy King. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> If they say, we'll offer you the Brooklyn Nets pick for next season, which is supposed to be a really good NBA draft. I don't know much about the rookie class, but it's supposed to be really great. What do you do if you're the Thunder? Like, I, I agree, you probably want to wait until the trade deadline to see like where your team is and if you're going to get to the uh, playoffs and that maybe that's worth playing for, especially the year after Durant leaves. You kind of want to show you can still move on. But if the right deal comes calling, what do you do? I don't think you trade Westbrook even if they give you the number one, even if it looks like the Nets are going to be the worst team in the NBA. I think you, Westbrook is that good. Even if you have an idea, if you have even a percentage of a chance belief that he is going to stay, you keep him. Sure, and then also the problem with trading for that pick is there's no guarantee that you actually get the top pick. Right. We, that's, that's one of the big things that's plagued the Magic's rebuild is they, they played the lottery. They didn't win. They still got 
good to decent players out of it, but they didn't get that superstar, and that's why we're seeing them try to actually build a team this summer, and everyone's freaking out like they're building the worst team in NBA history. Well, they do have their superstar. They have Mario Hazonia. <laughs> they just got to give him a chance. Um, it's cool that it's cool. Cool that you mentioned the Magic, actually, because Rob Hennigan is a former OKC mm-hmm. guy, and Sam Presti is obviously still there from when Hennigan was there right. as well. So you know they have this philosophy of how they build things. I wonder if they change that up at all, or if they mm-hmm. just go, okay, back to step one where we were when we came to OKC in the first place. They probably don't want to rebuild, but like so, I said, if somebody just offers them like a godfather package, and they know, and like... Here's the thing about Godfather packages from Danny Ainge. They're not always they're cracked up. For or me. anybody, if it's not even if it's not the Celtics. Like if uh, I don't, I can't think of something off the top of my head. But um, well, I mean, the Celtics are the immediately the immediate decision that everyone thinks of because they just got Al Horford. They have all these apparently amazing assets, which everyone should be trading for every year, according to everyone. Right. Yet they never get traded for. Yeah, but but they already have Isaiah Thomas. They seem to be pretty committed to Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas or Russell Westbrook? Come on, man. Danny Ainge. No, I, I don't disagree with that. But Danny Ainge is not someone that will that buys into certain players. I think they're they're more committed on trying to get Jimmy Butler still, which I don't think if if Westbrook becomes available, which I don't think he does at the end of the day, but if he does, you have to at least consider it over uh, Jimmy Butler. Let's switch gears back to the Thunder, though. Or the NBA, I guess. What does this mean? What does this mean for the league? What do you guys think immediately? Are the Warriors the Warriors are going to win the next three championships? I think it means that when you get to the finals once, make sure you win it. The Thunder got there. The Thunder got there once, and everyone's like, they're young. They're going to be back. They're always and just Zach's here, a fellow uh, Magic fan who's very reminiscent of the '95 team where they got there and it's like they're going to be back. They might have gotten swept, but they're just so good. They're going to dominate the league for years. And then they never went back. And OKC, they're never gotten back. I think Maybe. that this Western Con- the Western Conference Finals loss is the worst playoffs loss in the history of the Considering NBA. Considering that Durant left right after, which yes, they had a they had a one game. Yeah, they had. Them. If they win, if they win Game Five, right, and they go to the finals, Durant's back. Whether or not they lose to LeBron, to LeBron or not, uh, or he definitely certainly doesn't go for the Warriors. I think they win it. I thought that OKC was. I thought they were, OKC play, they were playing their best basketball. Yeah, exactly. right. They so that just to lose three one. I don't know. It's hard to get into the mind of somebody because we. But even though we've been trying to do that for like the last three weeks with Durant anyway. But like if even if they lost the Western Conference Finals, but not in that way. Like if it was like you know two two three two three three and they lose. If seven. it was if it was one of those those series that was back and forth that they didn't completely dominate for four games and then just turn into pumpkins at the end of the day then that would have been a lot different so does this make Durant a villain now? No he's doing what's best for him it depends how the fans react villains are born out of the common fan because the common fan loved Kevin Garnett for going to Boston yet they hated LeBron for going to Miami well that was also much different circumstances Durant was or Garnett was Garnett was traded Garnett's trip. Okay, Garnett waived a no trade clause to go to Boston. Garnett waived a no trade clause to go to Boston. Sure, that is what, and yeah, everyone likes But LeBron Garnett. just left. Yeah. Well, Garnett and, Garnett was with a bad, miserable Minnesota team that just yeah. never put a team around him. And, Cle- and LeBron was too, but he was a free agent. I think LeBron's thing. LeBron's I don't like that. Just, I don't like that. This Durant, this Durant decision is compared to the LeBron decision. The LeBron decision 
he got together with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. They were all free agents, yeah. and they went to Miami to build something. And if they didn't go to Miami, they were going to just go to Cleveland or Chicago or New York. It's just like whatever team really That's true. It didn't rub people the, the wrong way that all these free agents like kind of got together and made a plan. Yeah. Durant, meanwhile, it's like this would have been like if LeBron signed with the Heat, but Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and like Carmelo Anthony were already under contract with them. This is very different. Yeah. He's joining a team that has Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. They don't need Durant. They already beat Durant. They, yeah, I they, mean, sh- they showed that this this season that they don't need him. I mean, they didn't win the finals. How much did? Maybe yeah, but they're still the-, the best team in NBA history okay. for the regular season. So here's my sure, question. Sure, but they didn't win the finals. So that's, how, be- that's what be- you sell it as. Who becomes the alpha dog on the Warriors now? Do they really need it? <laughs> okay, who is the best player on the... I should rephrase it. Who's the best player on the Warriors? Draymond Durant. Green. Kevin Durant. I guess you really like Draymond Green. No, it's Durant. Um, Steph's close, yeah. but... I. Okay, I guess it depends on your definition of best. Because Durant's probably the, the best overall in terms of skill-wise, but most important is Draymond Green. Okay. I still think it's Durant. I think Durant's going to make everything that, about them work. Yeah. Like they but, are, but we also saw in the finals what not having Draymond did to that team. They were completely different when he was suspended for that game. So... See, my, sure. read on, my read on the finals was that Steph Curry choked, like for lack of a better word. Like he wasn't good. And he I wasn't good in the that, last right? final. I, I mean, I don't, for lack of a better phrase, though, I mean, he just he didn't play well. I, and th- I think was, he had a tweak knee, and I don't. Well, what about last year? Huh? Last year's finals, he didn't play well. In two straight finals, Steph Curry didn't play well. Durant is going to play well in the finals. We but know do that. We, how do we know that, though? Because he played well in the first finals. But that, that doesn't mean it's going to carry over. I don't know. Durant's always come through clutch. I think that he's one but of those he, guys he, that... He was pretty much the sole reason that the Thunder lost to the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals this year. He was terrible the last three mm-hmm. games of that series. I mean, everyone so, in OKC was terrible those yeah. last three games. Sure, but, you know, if you're putting all your eggs in Durant's basket to be the best player, then... Well, here's the thing you, you about the best player. Here's up. the thing. I think Durant's the best player, but I don't think it's, they're going to have this alpha dog. They never had one even before Durant was around. Kerr is just this master ego manager, where and they play this style where everyone gets the touch of the ball. I'm very interested to see how they're going to have more people who all want the ball in their hands, like get right. the ball into I think, their hands. I think, but. I think the player that probably takes the biggest hit is Clay. Hmm. But that's not I think it's going to be Green. I don't. I think. But here's the thing. I don't think Draymond's going to have a problem with being a. 12.9 rebound he does so many other things guy. but he ran so much of that offense which he can, but he can still run that offense with Durant that's sure but I think they're going to put the ball into Durant's hands I mean you, they'll put the ball in Durant's hands late in games when they need a bucket but I think they're going to do it through I think Durant's going to bring the ball up a lot I think you'll see him bring the ball up a lot which is interesting because people keep talking about oh if the, Heat, if the Warriors get Durant he's just going to slide into Harrison Barnes he's just better Harrison Barnes like no he's not better well he is better than Harrison Barnes Harrison Barnes never brought the ball up. He didn't facilitate offense. He didn't really do anything. He hasn't Durant. ran anything isolation-wise since right. uh, Mark Jackson's around. And Durant is an isolation player. He is essentially somebody that needs the ball to be effective at, at his best ability. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how how do you how do you weigh who you give the ball to? I think I think you're right, Chris. I think Durant's going to bring the ball up a lot and often. Well, I, and think, I think that's interesting because now you have Steph Curry, you have him coming off the ball. A lot of that stuff, that a lot of that, those things that Draymond Green did, you might not ever see Draymond Green, or you might not see Draymond Green facilitating as much as he did. I think that's kind of my point, though. Is more of that, it's not that Draymond Green is going to stop completely running the offense, or Steph Curry is all of a sudden no. going to stop bringing the ball. It's more just 
they're going to distribute the ball even more even more than they did because they have an offense that allows that to happen. And, and they have this perfect coach who just knows how to get guys their, their minutes and their buckets. And right. one of the big things, too, with, with Durant going there, they keep their positional versatility. Because mm-hmm. they're going to run a lineup that probably consists of Draymond, Durant, Iguodala, assuming they don't move him, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. So who, do, who, who's defending that? Right. Do we think the Warriors... I, this might be a dumb question. It is a dumb question, but I'm asking anyway. Are the Warriors better? Yeah. They're going to have to get rid of a lot of their depth. I'm very curious. Like, I saw someone say yesterday, I think it was... They're uh, going to have to get rid of Andrew Bogut, who wasn't very... It was famous. Eric Benning. It was Eric Benning. Eric Benning said yesterday, uh, he was like, my hot take is that the Warriors with the rant won't be as good. And uh, David Versberg responds, like, I'll buy, like, how, how is that possible? I was like, well, you have four guys that all need the ball in their hands. Right. And they're probably going to lose Andrew Bogut, who I know a lot of people criticize him for not playing well, but we saw what happened to their, their defense when both Bogut and Draymond, right. Bogut got injured and Draymond Green was out. Like, they just lost a huge defender. Right. So they're, they're going to be, they've already said they're going to renounce Harrison Barnes and Festus Azili, making them unrestricted free agents. They're going to Dallas. I think that, or at least Harrison Barnes can go to Dallas. And uh, Stein reported like, that it sounds like, like Dallas might trade for him. Yeah. Sounds like Bogut could go to so Dallas too. Do they start the de- this new death lineup? Is Draymond Green the starting I think, center? Um, like, how does this work? My understanding is they have a lot of interest in uh, Magic free agent center Dwayne Dedman. Um, Ooh, if they go after Dedman and then for cheap and then just put him in the starting lineup, I think that that's, Dwayne Dedman that would be he he pretty much does the <laughs> exact be the luckiest same thing. man in the world. He pretty much does the exact same thing that Andrew Bogut does at this point in his career. Uh, let's not go that far. Bogut well. is a much more skilled offensive player, much more. Is he though? Yes. Like no contest. He's a better. great. He can, he's a great passer. He's he knows how to even if he can't jump and leap and catch up with guys or but, even but the or thing is, they're not he's a need better positional defender. They're, they're just going to need a, a guy to be there and hold and hold that spot as a placeholder. That's what. Dead sure, but that doesn't mean you. We shouldn't be going around saying that he can do what Bogut does for the Warriors. Like Bogut did a lot for the Warriors. So who's a free agent center right now? Like Pau Gasol. Like, Pau Gasol. No, they don't. If they get, pa- I'm going to be so far. Pau's, well, Pau's gonna, pay, but would he Stein take reported the last night that Pau's going to sign with the, the Spurs. So okay. that's that's done. So who's a free agent center right now? I can't. Jason think. Smith. Jason Smith. Is there like maybe somebody? Maybe there's a veteran center out there that'll say, you know what? I'm uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Let's bring him back. Uh, I saw on Twitter. Uh, from uh, one of the Golden State Yon Desley. Is he still? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cole Patty. Wes, hold me back. <laughs> hold me back. Um, no, but it's Nikola Vucevic. You know what? You know who I really like? And he was playing for one of the Summer Link teams is Greg Steamsma. I think he's never gotten his NBA chance. Oh, my God. He's I think, bringing this I think up they're again. Gonna, <laughs> it sounds like they're going to look at Willie Reed as well. So Willie that's, Reed's sorry, interesting. Sorry. What about Will- Summer League Hall of Famer Willie Reed. What right. about Willie Green? Uh, Willie Green is coaching somewhere, I believe. Is it? Make his comeback. Um, <laughs> I think he's actually on uh, the Clippers Summer League coaching staff. So I think, obviously, the Warriors are better. But it'll be really interesting to see how they they're how still they're going to have there's the going to be growing pains. They're going to have Iguodala, yeah. Livingston, and Barbosa coming off the bench still. So and they they're going to get a bunch of guys who are like, hey, we'll come, we'll play for the vets minimum. Yeah. And that's I mean that, we saw that happen with the Heat. Yep. Obviously the Heat bench wasn't going to be as good, but they already have Iguodala, yeah. Livingston, and Barbosa in place. That's better than any player that the Heat had coming off their bench. And the cap keeps rising. Yeah. You know what? Mike Miller was very good. But I think Steve Kerr likes to play deep, long benches, right? 
I yeah, think you're going to see him short. He's going to short. I think he's going to shorten his bench a little bit because we talk about you need a deep bench, et cetera, et cetera. When you have these four guys, you really only need like three, maybe four guys to come off your bench. Yeah, you can play eight, nine deep and be yeah, fine. Yeah, I mean, Kerr routinely played 11, 12, 13 guys. I mean, he, he was. He would, he would try to find what was working on yeah. any given day. I would be interested to see if McAdoo gets the, right? McAdoo is that guy that yeah. they have? Maybe he gets a starting center job. I think Who is going to be the biggest competitor to Golden State? Because I said that, I said the like, immediately after I was like, "What's going to be a really fun storyline is figuring out who's going to topple this Goliath." Because every year when yeah. we get this really great super team, we're always like, "Okay, who's going to beat them?" I, I still think it's San Antonio it's with Pop and Cleveland. I mean, they just want a title. Oh, you're talking about the whole NBA. The whole NBA. Oh, okay. The whole if NBA. you're talking well, Cleveland, certainly. Yeah. But I was thinking, like, just the Western Conference. Like, is there anybody that can kind of slow them down? I mean, we talked I mean, about San Antonio. Just San Antonio games. can because can they? Greg Popovich is just such a good coach. He'll mm. figure it out. I think Manu Ginobili is coming back, which is kind of nice. But he's coming back. I don't. I'm not going to speak for Manu Ginobili, but like he's he's seeing all these free agent deals that are going down. He's like. I'd play one more year and get one of these nice little contracts, right? Like I think he was not. under contract still. Yeah, he was under contract. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, no, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know, man. We do. The Rockets maybe get better again? No, the Rockets. I'm, I'm grasping the Rockets are going to be able to defend Memphis? It. The Rockets aren't going to be able to defend Memphis has had a good tri- offseason. Memphis is Mem- a possibility, but they're... Memphis is a big worry because of Chandler Parsons. That's the thing. Memphis is healthy. What are you worrying about Chandler Parsons? Chandler Parsons' health? knee issues are right. Memphis is the, Memphis is the, if they're healthy, kind of thing. Yeah. Clippers, maybe. I mean, I just really like oh, Chris Paul. Clippers. I forgot about the Clippers. This is great news for the Clippers. Is it? I think it is. I think with the Clippers, if you're the Clippers, I think what would have been better is if Durant signed with Boston or Miami. But if you're the Clippers, like, look, we're just looking at the Thunder right now. We can beat the Thunder. You, you look at the Spurs, they're still aging. They have to believe that they could beat the Spurs. So now it's just like, all right, it's one team. And this is what everybody said about Cleveland last year was, yeah, they're great, but they just can't beat the Warriors. But it's like, okay, well, this is the one team they had to beat, and they ended up beating them. If the Clippers get to the Western Conference Finals, things break right. Who knows? Maybe they can beat them. One thing that's going to kind of do is, like, is it going to separate even more the gap between contender and, like, non-contenders? Like, we've had the, we had this last year especially where the really, really, really good teams, like, they were just so The really good teams better. were really good. The mediocre teams were mediocre, and the bad teams were bad. The bad teams were really bad. Like, everyone, there was a big debate last year if the East was as good as the West, and I was like, well, the West was more top-heavy, and the East was just deeper, because you got below four in the West, and, like, just, you reached some bad teams. Like, Of course, some of that's also the injury issues that Memphis had, the dysfunctionality with the the Rockets. So, w- so let's talk a little bit more about the Thunder. Because they have Russell Westbrook, and he's still a top five player in the NBA. And he's going to... Is he? Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Not even, not even a question. Come on, Zach. This is a Russell... <laughs> You're outvoted two to one either way. So, yes, he's officially a top five we have player. Some people, we have some people off a uh, laptop right now who are right. very frustrated by that comment. So, um, but we kind of, we talked a little bit about, okay, do the Heat, do the Heat sorry, do the Thunder trade Russell Westbrook? What if they go the opposite? What if they make another move? What if they swing for the fences and say, go after Boogie Cousins? Trade Stephen Adams and somebody for Boogie Cousins or something. That's not going to get, that's not going to get Marcus Cousins. His point is just that they're going to go get someone. Yeah. Do they try to go get somebody? Who are they going who do, who do they have, or what, what can their assets actually go get that's available? Well, they have, they have Victor Oladipo, they have yeah. Cameron Payne, they have Stephen Adams. They, like, they have good players. They do so, have good so players. So they have... 
And most of these trades... A backup point guard, a six-man, and a center who's had one good year. One good year? Are you kidding me? Steven Adams is really, really good. Yeah. I don't... That, that's know. a package that can fetch some things. And if a team, if you're the, if you're maybe, like, let's say you're the Kings, and you're like, look, we're not, we're done with DeMarcus Cousins, and they're going to be looking at the trade market there. The Thunder have draft picks, right? You attach yeah, some draft picks. But they're, yeah. No, you're looking at this too okay. literally. The whole point is like, you, just, yeah. you can trade people. Any trade can work in the NBA. Like, we always try to find the perfect trade, right. perfect equal value. It never works that way. I mean, yeah, you're, you're never gonna Jimmy get, Butler, you're never Kevin gonna Love. You're never going to get equal I mean, value for a superstar, but... These teams aren't just going to trade them for these for guys like Stephen Adams. I would trade stuff for Stephen Adams. I think yeah, he's I terrific. Just, I mean, I would. If I had to get rid of my good player, I would definitely. He might be a top five center in the NBA, and he's young, right? How old is Stephen Adams? He's very young. Yeah, he's like twenty. What? Twenty-two. Um, Stephen Adams. I mean, name. Give me. Tell me five centers better than Stephen Adams right now. Right now. Yeah. Today. Let's see, Marcus Saul. DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins. Okay. Al Horford. Al Horford. Right. Dwight Howard. Dwight. No. Dwight. Yes. yes. Dwight Howard's better than Steven Adams. Shut Get your mouth. Yeah, Dwight's still better. Um, i probably take Valanchunas over him. Uh, is DeMarcus no. Aldridge a center? No. <laughs> it, it, it depends so much on, on how you view players. I wouldn't take Valanchunas over him. I would Steve never Adams. take Valanchunas over him. Not even close. Um, uh, let's see who else is there. Uh, Hassan Whiteside. Yes, that's absolutely true. Hassan Whiteside. You, you only said that, Mr. Heat fan. And he's I the best center in the NBA. I don't like Hassan Whiteside, and I think he's better than Stephen Adams. I think that's ridiculous. I think you boogie Hassan Whiteside are probably Horford. the and and okay. So that Andre Horford, Drummond. Al Horford the center. I would still take Stephen Adams over Andre Drummond. I would. I don't um, know. Maybe. I I like Stephen Adams' versatility a little bit more, and he can hit a free throw. Marcus All provided he's healthy, so there's not many centers better than Stephen Adams, and Stephen Adams is younger than basically all of those guys. But I agree with your point though that they DeAndre could definitely Jordan's go after. They can go Steve DeAndre Jordan's better. Yeah, DeAndre they, Jordan. I agree with your right. point though that they could definitely go, go after a top level player yeah. again if they wanted to. So I think that the Thunder are really in, in an interesting situation. The Warriors are. This is not their only move. They have to do other things to fill out this roster. There's a, you know, after Durant, there's a lot of dominoes still to fall. So I think. Uh, I think that's as good as a place now to wrap it up, but unless anybody's got any final thoughts on Durant. No? They're going to win 80 games. I think I think that he made the right decision for himself, and that's ultimately what it comes down to, is you, you have to do what's best for yourself. He wasn't going to win a title in Oklahoma City. I don't think this is about winning titles. I don't think this is about anything but wanting to put your foot on the throat of the NBA and assert your dominance. They are going to be so freaking good. They're already. They were already so good. They lost in the finals after winning seven three and nine after creating a bunch of fake motivation. Now they have real motivation of loss because ever since they got Steve Kerr, they didn't really have this mo- thing to mo- motivate them. They had to create motivation. Now they have it. They have a player who just has said before he's sick of losing all the time. He was sick of being number two, and now he's in with this team full of guys who are just pissed off all the time. Durant's always pissed off now. Durant's not nice. Like Who's they're going to the- be so good. Final question: Who's got the best shoes between Durant, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson? This might be the best team with the worst shoes of all time. <laughs> I like I like the Curry twos. All right, we're gonna end there, and I'm gonna delete that last. <laughs> Thanks for listening to a podcast. We name it later. Broadcasting live from day three of Orlando Summer League with immediate Durant reactions. I'm sure you'll hear a lot more about that. Thanks for listening.